Shalom, family. This is Abba's daughter back with another edifying episode. Today's topic is, can a devil love an angel? And this is in regards to unequally yoked relationships and marriages, but relationships in general. Okay, before I get into talking about this very important subject, first and foremost, guys, we got we have to stop and give a higher all the glory, all the praise, all the thanks. We have to remind ourselves that our Heavenly Father looks out for us in all ways. When you guys get an opportunity, okay, when you guys get an opportunity, go home, lay in your bed, or go to a quiet space, and just think about all the things you have been through and how you came out of those situations. And there was no explanation except there had to have been divine intervention. Once you think about all of that, my advice to you is to just start praising him and thanking him. You know, like I say, I I stop and I think to myself, you know, do I thank my God enough for the things that he has done for me? You know, we get into a place of complacency. We have to get out of that, okay? And please forgive the background noise. That's my cat. (laughs) I don't know why she decides to be noisy when I'm recording, but she tends to do that. I don't know. Maybe it's just the devil using her. I hope not because I anoint her all the time. But anyways, let's get to the topic at hand. So family, we're going to have a very important discussion about being in unequally yoked relationships and marriages. And I'm going to be transparent and share my experience with you guys too. I don't share my life enough. Um, Honestly, I probably should. These are testimonials and these are examples to let people know they're not alone. Okay, so let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 18. And the Bible reads, be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Why? He says, For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believes with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be you separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. All right. So from that passage, you guys, it is extremely clear. Hold on. There we go. It is extremely clear that Ahia does not desire for us to be yoked or tied to someone who is not of him. Okay. He said in verse 16, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? If you are not a child of the most high, if you don't belong to him, If you have not allowed yourself to be his temple, then you are a house 
for idols. Think about that, okay? And you know what? Ahaya is absolutely right, okay? Let me tell you something. There are consequences, family. There are consequences to being yoked to someone who is an unbeliever and say that you are. There are consequences. And the consequences are negative and they impact us negatively. I'm going to give you a few examples. If you are not walking with the Lord, if you don't belong to Ahaya, it doesn't matter what other quote-unquote religion you're in or what your belief system is. By default, you belong to Satan. And because you belong to Satan, he can use you for his purposes. He can use you against those that are of the most high. I'm going to give you an example. Me and my husband are unequally yoked. This is me being transparent. We're unequally yoked, okay? When him and I got together five years ago, um, I believed, but I was still in the world, okay? So I wasn't a full-blown, devout um, uh, believer of the Most High, okay? So what I tell you, if I don't belong to the Most High, by default, I belong to Satan, okay? That's it. So him and I coming together, we were both of the world, all right? But what happened along this journey, is that I began to change, okay? The Most High was pulling at me. So I began to go through this transformation. Now, me and my husband was not married at the time, but we lived together, okay? One thing I do understand, I've always knew, is that Haya is not pleased with people, men and women who live together as boyfriend and girlfriend, quote, quote, but they are not married. That does not, um, it does not excuse you, okay? It, it really doesn't. You must be married in the eyes of the Most High. And how you're married, you know, is when the Most High gives um, permission or gives you an unction to do so. Now, I'm still living with him. And he's proposed to me a few times. But I held off because... I was, you know, going through a lot myself. I wanted to figure out, you know, if I wanted to be there or not, simply because there were some things that transpired in our relationship that just, it wasn't cool at all. And I'd been going through a lot. But um, in the end, I chose to go ahead and marry him simply to be obedient. That's the main reason why I married him. Yes, I do care about him. But I simply did that mainly to make sure that I'm not out of order, okay? Now, my husband is not a believer. As a matter of fact, he has this loathing in his heart for people who call themselves Christians, which I've been trying to talk to him about that and figure out where it comes from. You know, a lot of people, when things happen to them, they blame God, okay? Some people come to an understanding that it's not God's fault, that it's not highest fault. And 
they go through a spiritual transformation, whereas others, they become stagnant and they stay in that state where they feel like it is God's fault. Certain things happen to them. My husband is one of those people. He grew up in a um, Bible believing family, which we all know people who call themselves Christians, you know, they're not the best examples when it comes to your salvation. We know this. I mean, this is not a secret. <laughs> we know there are many people out there who claim Christianity or claim to love God, but their actions don't speak that, okay? So we deal with hypocrites in, in the church, okay? And from my experiences with my husband, um, something happened to him, and it involved the church, also his mother. He has such a hatred for his mother. But him and I was having a conversation today, and <laughs> he was just, oh, my God, like his mother had called to check up on him, and he ignored the phone call, but he was so angry that she called. Like he has this hatred in his heart for his mother, and I tried to explain to him that you are shortening your life by being this way, but he ain't trying to heed it. Um. And I remember him just talking so bad about his people. I mean, calling them everything except a child of the most high, okay? So I told him, I said, you know what? I love you. He told me back, I love you, right? I don't know. For some reason, I mean, I always tell him I love him, but for some reason, this kind of hit a nerve, right? So he's talking and talking and talking, you know? I had to go because I had to go to work. And I told him I loved him again. And he told me he loved me again. And the question that popped in my mind is how can a devil love an angel? <laughs> you guys, I'm, I kid you not. That was the question that popped in my mind after um, he responded that he loved me the second time. You just got done calling your parents and your family and those who care about you every name in the book except a child of god but then when i tell you i love you you respond you love me too no something isn't right here right i mean think about it like i said that question how can a devil love an angel so this is a long time coming. This this conversation is a long time coming because, you know, I've been known I'm, I'm unequally yoked with this man. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about being in that relationship. Let's see what what the Bible really says about that in detail. So let's dissect this passage. OK, about the unbelieving spouse. Let's go to first Corinthians chapter seven. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 to 16. And let's see what the Bible says about this. All right. So the Bible reads. And unto the married, I command, yet not I, but the Lord. Okay, so Paul, this is before I go, Paul is making it clear that this is not of him. This is of Ahia. Okay, this is what Ahia says. Let not the wife depart from her husband. 
but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband and let not the husband put away his wife. All right. So it's clear from this passage that Ahia does not condone divorce. He really does not. Okay. He really doesn't. But he gives you instructions on what to do. If the woman departs, she must remain unmarried. Okay. And if she decides to be married again, let her be reconciled to her husband. Not go around and get two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten husbands. No. Go back to your first one and be reconciled to that person. If there is a reconciliation, remain unmarried and serve the Lord the rest of your life. That's it. Nothing hard with that. Right? Verse 12 says, but to the rest speak I not the Lord. So now Paul is making it clear. He is saying this, okay? But Paul is filled with the Holy Spirit and he is wise. So we, it, this is allowable to listen to him. If it wasn't allowable, it wouldn't be in the Bible, okay? Just putting that out there. If any brother has a wife that believes not and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And the woman which has a husband that believes not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. Okay? So before I continue, let's talk about my situation. My husband knows I'm a believer. He knows I believe differently than he's used to. And by the grace of the Most High, he does not interfere when I am doing my Bible studies, he does not interfere. He does not, you know, unless the devil uses him for a distraction, <laughs> but then I have to rebuke him and get back to what I'm doing. But, you know, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. We could have parted before this happened, but it pleased him to remain with me. So I agreed to it. Okay. Now, verse 14 says, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now are they holy? Okay, now let's focus on that particular verse. That is verse 14. Let's focus on that. Many people take that verse out of context. As a matter of fact, Ahia gave me, gave me revelation just before I even came on here. Because I was looking up things and, and trying to put stuff together. He gave me revelation regarding this verse. This is for the children. Okay. No. The husband is not holy because the wife is. And the wife is not holy because the husband is. No. If one of the two is holy, their union makes the children holy because the unbeliever is sanctified by the one that's holy. Are you following me? This is speaking for the children because he's saying if they were both unbelievers, the children would be unclean. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is for the, this got nothing to do with the husband being saved or the wife being saved because the other spouse is holy. No, 
This is specifically for the children. Think about that. Because Ahia makes it very clear in his word in Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 that we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Our own salvation. Every single person, even the children, every individual is responsible for their own salvation. My unbelieving husband is not holy because I am. Your unbelieving wife is not holy because you are. No, because you are holy and she may not be, your children become holy. Or because, you know, she is holy and he may not be, the children become holy. That is what this is saying. It got nothing to do with the the spouse being automatically saved. That is a lie from the pits of hell. No. It covers the children into being holy. That's it. So verse 15 says, But if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called us to peace. For what knowest you, O wife, whether you shall save your husband? Or how knowest you, O man, whether you shall save your wife? Okay, so what Paul is saying is that by us being believers and by our example, we don't know for sure or for certain what's being worked out in, in, inside of that person. Many of us don't know. Now, some of us, we're, we're pretty sure what it is. I'm pretty sure about my situation. You know, I wish it was different. But then again, I'm not God. Ahaya, he can do all things. So I'm not even going to say that either. Leave that in, in the Lord's hands. Let my husband work it out. Maybe he's going through something and I don't know. That's between him and the Most High. But that's what Paul is saying. By us being believers, we don't know what impact we are having on our spouse if they choose to stay. But if they choose to leave. Now, he's not saying the believer leave. He's saying if the unbeliever leaves, okay, verse 15, let them depart. He says, a brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. Ahia does not hold it against the, um, the believer if the unbeliever chooses to separate out of the marriage. And I believe that may be the only time that mercy is, is bestowed upon you know, that situation. But um, Ahaya makes it clear, <laughs> you know, that we are to work at our own salvation. So can a devil love an angel? The answer is no. So the question is, then why is the, the believer yoked to the unbeliever? I'm going to give you guys another part of my story. So before me and my husband got married, this was about a couple of years before we got married. Like I said, me and him, we were going through some things that were obviously caused. I'm not going to say obviously that were caused by him. And I remember telling him, I'm like, look, if you don't want me, just let me go. You know, if you don't want me around, what's the point of me being here? You know, you're, you're, you're doing this, you're doing that. You, you act like you don't love me. You don't care about me. Just let me go. 
I'll go ahead and get my things. I'll leave. And you can do whatever you want to do. I won't be in your way, you know. And he sat me down. I told myself, you know, why, why do you want me here? Because you act like you don't love me. And he told me, he said, I do love you. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't act like it. He was like, no, no, no. I was like, why? And he was like, you're good. And I said, what? He said, you're good. He said, I know that I'm not good. He said, but you are. He said, your light shines and I'm attracted to it. He says, you're, you're very good. That's why I want you around. Family, when he told me that, I was not impressed. I was not happy. I was not flattered because you're telling me that you're feeding off of my light. Just like that episode I talked about the energy vampires, you're feeding off of my light because you have no light. And it's the only bit of goodness you're going to have. Family, that was a hard pill to swallow. And before I married him, I considered that, you know, but at the same time, I wanted to be obedient to my heavenly father. So that helped me to make my decision. Okay. So there's another thing going on too. I want to talk about Ahaya's decrees because Ahaya made two decrees, one at the end of 2020 and one at the beginning of 2021 through a prophetess. I've talked about this before. The decree that he made at the end of 2020 was the separation of the sheep from the goats. And you can read that story in Matthew 25. Ahia is already separating the righteous from the unrighteous. So what's going to happen is the righteous are going to become more righteous as time goes on. And the unrighteous is going to become more unrighteous as time goes on. Okay. Hold on. There's a, there's a, there's a uh, passage that's coming to me. Hold on. Thank you, Father. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Did you hear me, guys? The most high put this on my spirit just now as I was talking to you. He's done the division of those who are just and those who are not. Those who are righteous and those who are unrighteous. He has done that division. So if you, you can tell by their fruits, according to Matthew chapter 7, verse 17 to 20, by their fruits, you know who they are. Those who love the most high, who are chosen, are going to dig deeper into the word, are going to be praying more, are going to be diving more into the praises and, and the love of the most high. And those who are not are going to be more and more into the world. And you will see the distinction. Now, at the, end, at the beginning of 2021, Ahia did the decree of the separation or the division of his church. And that is the parable of the 10 virgins, which I will go into doing something like that, either in video or on here. But either way, he has declared the division of his church, the wise from the foolish. 
Okay, those who are wise are prepared right now and they are staying prepared. Those who are foolish are not prepared. And when the time comes for them to be prepared, they're going to be sorry. And we'll talk about that in a different podcast episode. But anyways, the question is, can a devil love an angel? No, a devil cannot love an angel. The devil is drawn to the angel because of their light and their goodness. But can they love the angel? No. So I wanted to come and bring this message. There are consequences, family. There are consequences to being unequally yoked to someone. It it, it makes it difficult, way more difficult for your journey. There's contention, right? Here's an example. It just popped in my head. Here's an example. My husband got hit by a car back in October. And we're waiting for the um, claim money. But there's such a strong delay. We should have gotten it already. But there is a strong delay in receiving this claim money. Okay? Listening to my husband today, I kid you not. Listening to him today, go off and be hateful. It was placed in my spirit. This is why there is a delay right here. This is why there is a delay because of him. Family, that is a consequence of being with somebody or being yoked to somebody. Unequally yoked. That's a consequence. Where I speak life, my husband speaks death. And because he is speaking death, he is blocking the blessings to our home. Now, Ahaya going to take care of me no matter what. And I know he do. I mean, he does every day. I'm not hungry. I'm not cold. I'm not sick. I'm able to do what I have to do. But the bad things are impacting my husband. And he just becomes more and more in a foul mood. Instead of submitting and to the most high and and letting go of all of his inhibitions when it comes to the most high he is hardcore resisting and because of that our home cannot be covered in the blessings that we need that's a consequence of being unequally yoked to someone the blessings are 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 going through mud trying to get to us it ain't gonna come because one is 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 speaking life and praying and the other one is speaking death and cursing. <laughs> That's a real consequence. So family, if you're going through stuff like this, look, if you're not married yet and you're in a relationship where you know you need to get out, get out. Just just do it. Let a higher guide you. Go to him. If you're in a marriage and you you know you're in this situation where you're unequally yoked, well, it's going to be tough, but Ahaya got you. Don't you worry. All right? So once again, I thank you, family. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in. I pray this was edifying to your spirit. And um, gosh, I just, I got to say, I love serving you guys. I really do. I love being your servant. I love giving you the revelation that the Most High bestows upon me. It is such a an honor. It really is. It's an honor. I love be I love working for him. 
I love being his servant. I love serving you all. This is a pleasure. This is my paradise out of this world. It really is. I love it. Absolutely. So that being said, I will talk to you all soon. Shalom, family.